Welcome back to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? I'm Carl Brown, and my hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you can experience consolation or you can share consolation with others. Today's episode is about the scapular. And I'm really excited about this episode because I wrote a book called Something You Can Count On, and that is about the Seven Sorrows Rosary. I had a few episodes in this podcast about the Eucharist called Something You Can Chew On. And this episode is about the scapular, so I want to call this episode Something You Can Put On. This podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibeho. Kibeho, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of our Blessed Mother. She warned us of the Rwandan genocide of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Mary gave this warning more than 10 years before the genocide, which she confirmed by predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said, was not just for Rwanda, but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked? Or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? And the first seven episodes of this podcast, I invite you to listen to. Each one of them is a full recitation of the Seven Stars Rosary with different intentions or reflections. Now let us pray to the Holy Spirit for guidance, for guidance and direction in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, you send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, help me to say whatever it is you want me to say. Make me forget whatever it is you don't want me to forget. And open the ears of the audience so that they hear what you want them to hear. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The brown scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel is... I have been wearing since my first communion. And when my son was making his first communion, the religious education teacher was speaking to all of the first communicants. She was telling them about the brown scapular of Mount Carmel. What a great gift for us that in our parish, everyone making their first communion was given a brown scapular. I was given a brown scapular at my first communion in Philadelphia in 1979. So I was excited that my kids were going to get one as well. This religious education teacher went about things in a way that I might not have. She said, here's the brown scapular. Now it can get kind of stinky and it can disintegrate and, you know, fall into small pieces, whatever. <laughs> That's what she said about the brown scapular. That's how she introduced the, the scapular. I was shocked and disappointed in what these first communicants were hearing. So I offered to share something with them 
And thankfully, the, the instructor there allowed me to talk. So I stood up in front of the kids right then. I noticed a couple of them were wearing NFL football jerseys. So I asked, who here is a Bengals fan? And a couple kids raised their hands enthusiastically. And I said, who here is a Steelers fan? And a couple of kids raised their hands enthusiastically while several people groaned. Then I said, hey, the brown scapular is a small version of a jersey that we could wear to show that we love our Blessed Mother. Mary got Jesus to turn water into wine. Her prayers on our behalf are more powerful than anyone else's prayers. And Mary gave the brown scapular to Simon Stock 800 years ago. The Carmelites wear this as a prayer shawl. It is their religious habit. And Mary said that those who wear the brown scapular, who say the rosary or the divine office, in the case of priests, every day, and who live a chaste life according to their state of life, will never suffer eternal fire. Okay, that's not what I told the kids. I told them something they could understand, but that was my main message. So I said, who here loves baby Jesus? And everyone's hands went up. And I said, who loved Jesus more than Mary loves Jesus? No one raised their hands. And a couple of kids shook their heads as if to say it's impossible. Well, I told them, Mary can help us love Jesus more. And I've been wearing, like I said, I've been wearing this scapular since 1979. It's not the same brown scapular that I had in 1979, but I always wear my brown scapular. I even have one to wear if, if I'm going to work out, if I'm going to get particularly sweaty or dirty. When we wear a brown scapular, we can show that we are on Mary's team. It wasn't until 2003, give or take, <laughs> that I was formally enrolled in the Brown Scapular. But one thing that's cool is that the priest who enrolled me in the Brown Scapular is now the Bishop of Toronto. So that's kind of cool. And in this episode of the EverybodySuffers.com podcast, I just want to share with you more about the scapular. After our either our third or fourth child was born, I forget which one, my wife and I were in the hospital room and we got a visit from the OBGYN. He was not Catholic, but my wife and a friend of ours had referred a lot of Catholic moms to this doctor. And he was very friendly. He had a great bedside manner. And I suspected he was very familiar with scripture, but I don't know for sure. But for some reason, he asked us, what's with the scapular? And in that moment, this is what came out of my mouth. Things I, I didn't know that I knew, things that I hadn't arranged in, in, you know, in writing or anything else. I told him that the scapular is a family garment that shows us to be brothers and sisters with Christ. Because after all, Mary gave Jesus the clothes he wore. Mary washed Jesus' clothes. And the garment that Jesus wore was the only earthly possession he had at the foot of the cross. And the soldiers fought over it. And when we baptize our kids, we give them a baptismal gown. And the priest says, after, after anointing the, 
our kids, he says, you have become a new creation and have clothed yourself in Christ. See in this white garment the outward sign of your Christian dignity with your family and friends to help you by word and example. Bring that dignity unstained into the everlasting life of heaven. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, we read that those who were under the altar were given a white robe and they were told to be patient for a little while longer. Here they are in heaven wearing a white robe and we just gave a white robe to our kids in baptism. Now I have a scapular. It's not just a brown scapular. There are, there are at least five scapulars and there is even a five scapular devotion. So I have five scapulars sewn together and that's what I wear because of how amazing the scapular is. So let's think about this. And this is what I shared with our OBGYN. Adam and Eve tried to make clothes out of fig leaves, but God fashioned clothes for them as they, as he led them out of Eden. That was a sign of love that he gave them clothes. In Genesis nine, Noah got drunk and his son looked on his nakedness and his other righteous sons put the robe on and covered Noah's nakedness. See, I don't think it was just any robe. I think it was the paternal clothing that marked Noah as the father. Later on, Jacob gave the famed coat of many colors to Joseph to signify his dignity and his sonship, his special favor. And that's Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. Going further along in salvation history, when Pharaoh's daughter found Moses, she knew he was a Hebrew. And this was portrayed in the movie, The Ten Commandments, by having Pharaoh's daughter recognize the garment that Moses was wrapped in as a Hebrew garment. It's especially significant to Carmelites that Elisha asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit before his passing. And so Elijah did what? He put his cloak around Elisha in 2 Kings 2, verse 13. And then Elisha parted the Jordan River with that garment. And by the way, crossing the Jordan River is an allegory for crossing into the promised land. And if that garment for Elisha can help pave that way, can't Mary's promise about the scapular be true? That those who wear this will not suffer eternal fire? In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus describes the Pharisees and the hypocrites as being hypocrites because they are putting on clothes to make themselves look glum when they're fasting. They are not putting on clothes for spiritual growth, but for their own benefit. And that's sort of the anti-scapula, the anti-garment, if you will. But in Luke chapter 15, the father of the prodigal son put the finest robe on his son 
to show his renewed kinship, which reminds me that the prodigal son received a, a robe and had a ring put on his finger and sandals on his feet. And that's exactly what happened to Joseph when Pharaoh instituted him as the most powerful man in the land. But that's Luke 15. And in, in John 19, Jesus commended us to the care of his blessed mother, but only after a striking incident when the soldiers cast lots for his garments. And why are those two things connected? I think because Mary made the garment for Jesus, just as she's offering us this garment of grace in the scapular. And consider the words of St. Paul to the Colossians in uh, chapter 3, verse 12. Put to death, then, the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Instead, the word instead is not there, but I'm saying that because now we get into th chapter 3, verse 12. Put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If one has a grievance against another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must do also. And over all these, put on love. That is the bond of perfection. I just think that passage is so beautiful. Paul is telling us to put virtue on as a garment. And that's really how I see this, the scapular. It's something that I put on every day. I, I wear it at night. Every day, every, every time when I put my scapular on, I kiss it and make a sign of the cross with it because I consider that I'm kissing the Blessed Mother. And I imagine that wearing that can help, uh, you know, um, against sins of impurity. If you're undressing yourself, for example, and you realize I'm wearing a scapular, like, I imagine that could be an, a real visible, physical obstacle to sins of impurity. Let's look at the history of different scapulars. And we're going to look at the 1100s, the 1200s, 1600s and the 1800s. In 1190, St. John of Matha, a Spaniard, was saying his first Mass when he saw over the altar the figure of an altar wearing a white robe with a blue and red cross on the breast and the shoulder. And this became the habit of the Order of the Holy Trinity. That was 1190. In 1240, the Blessed Virgin appeared to seven mercantilist prominent citizens of Florence who had just taken vows to honor the Mother of God in her sorrows. Yes, Our Lady of Sorrows. And she handed them the black habit of the Servites. And she said, these garments shall be to you a perpetual memory of the sufferings of my heart. That was 1240 in Florence. In 1251, 
Our Lady appeared to St. Simon Stock, who was the general director of the Carmelites, and holding in her hands the brown habit of the, of the Carmelites, she said, whoever dies in this habit shall not suffer, suffer everlasting fire. That's the brown scapular, and that was the year 1251. Let's just do some quick math here. How long ago was 1251? That was 772 years ago. Amazing. In 1605, our Lord appeared to St. Ursula Benincasa and made great promises if she and her fellow nuns would adopt as their religious habit one of a light blue color in honor of the Immaculate Conception of his mother. In 1605, Sister Ursula then asked him if he would grant similar favors of those of the laity or other religious orders who would wear that scapular. And our Lord said yes. In 1846, our Lord appeared to St. Apolline Andrevaux, showing her the red scapular of the Passion, promising that a great increase of faith, hope, and charity would be reserved every Friday for those who wore the scapular. That vision was repeated several times, and one thing that's extraordinary about that is the, is the speed with which that was approved in Rome. But that's the red or Passion scapular, and that was 1846. So from 1190, the white scapular, 1240, the black scapular, 1251, the brown scapular of the Carmelites, in 1605, the blue scapular, and then in 1846, the red scapular. And those are just five. There, there is at least another scapular, the green scapular, but those five constitute the, the five scapular devotion. Now, I didn't share the history of, of the scapulars with that OBGYN. I just walked through scripture with him. And the reason I bring that up is because we moved, that was in Dayton, Ohio, we moved to Cincinnati. We lost touch with that doctor, but I understand he became Catholic. So I think that's really great. So as we strive to be diligent sons of Mary, who keep the commandments and bear witness to Christ, let's claim the heritage by throwing on the cloak of Elijah, the garment that signifies our family covenant, even as a sign of reconciliation if necessary, like the prodigal son or the wayward Adam and Eve. And let the wearing of the scapular, whether it's the brown scapular or the black scapular of Our Lady of Sardis, let the wearing of the scapular be for us a daily constant prayer and devotion to our Blessed Mother. Thank you for joining me in this episode of the everybodysuffers.com podcast. Who can you share this podcast with? Is there someone you know who is a fan of the Carmelites? Is there someone you know who wears a scapular? Also, tune in for our next episode. It's going to be another episode on uh, insight from Scripture. I'm Carl Brown. This is the everybodysuffers.com podcast. After all, everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? My email address is carl at everybodysuffers.com. And either way, I'm going to pray for you every night. If you've read the book, 
something you can count on or come to our conferences or listen to the podcast, pray for you every night. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. Our Lady of Kibeho, pray for us. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. God bless you. Have a great day.